Welcome to Work, Play, Obsession, a podcast about life and jiu-jitsu, where each week we'll be taking a look at the latest competition scene results, as well as interviews and roundtable discussions about the jiu-jitsu lifestyle and self-defense. Don't forget to go to workplayobsession.blogspot.com for in-depth news and analysis, as well as bonus training techniques. Welcome back to Work, Play, Obsession, Life, and Jiu-Jitsu. I'm glad you decided to join us on week two of our podcast. It's been pretty exciting events uh, since our last interview. I've been doing a lot of uh, photos and a lot of blogging, so I hope you have the opportunity to go to workplayobsession.blogspot.com and check out some of our updates and articles. This week, I'll be taking you back to two previous interviews I conducted, one with Bruno Caesar out of Baltimore Martial Arts and the other with Ken Brown out of Evolve Academy. Bruno is going to talk about what got him started in, in martial arts, his training here in the States, and his plans for the future. After that, I'll play the short interview I did with Ken Brown, who discusses some of the particulars of his jiu-jitsu journey. I hope you enjoy this week's episode. All right, so Bruno, what is your, your full name? Uh, my name is Bruno Cesar Silva de Souza. Wow, so, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, four names. <laughs> so I'll keep it. At, I'll keep it at Bruno. <laughs> yeah. So how long? How long have you been training? Um, I'm I'm not not sure, but I think since 2007. Since 2007 yeah, in yeah. Brazil. In Brazil. And yeah. How long have you been in the uh, United States? I'm here since uh, September 1st. Okay. Yeah, that's my first trip here. And speaking of here, we're at Baltimore Martial Arts Academy. Uh, in uh, uh, Baltimore, Maryland. I guess that makes it pretty easy. So. Yeah. And um, what made you start doing jiu-jitsu? Man, I, I, I started martial arts like in 1999 in the kickboxing. Okay. And uh, was like uh, I always wanted to, to test myself. You know, I, I like to compete. So I met jiu-jitsu in 2007 and it, so I started. So after that I, I had two pro MMA fights. So I started just because it's a really interesting sport, you know. Nice, uh, nice. And uh, what what brought you to the states? Like, uh, do you have family here, or just friends that brought you over? Yeah, I have friends here. Like, uh, Denilson Pimenta is my is one of my coaches. He's my brother-in-law. Okay. Oh, and, uh, okay. And uh, I always want to come here training because the the best tournament is here, you know, the the pen arms, the words, everything's here. So that's why I, I want to come here. And what are what are some major titles you won in uh, in Brazil? And I have I have a uh, small competitions in Brazil like uh, some uh, Rio Open. Mm -hmm. I, I got one Rio Open. I got a third place in the international Masters and Seniors in Rio, and uh, I got a third place in the Pan Arms here in Nogi. Nice. In New York. Nice. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. And and when's your when's your next competition that you have planned? Uh, now the, my next competition is gonna be probably the Grand Slam in Rio, the second week in November. Okay, that's yeah. right around the corner. Yeah. How long are you gonna stay in, in Brazil for on that trip? Uh, I will come back to Brazil now, October 31st. Okay. All right, and uh, I will stay there for. I will come back here in the next year, probably March on February, and. Uh, to make a camp here, to compete nice, in the Pan nice. Arms, you know, in California, to compete in the Worlds, and uh, that's it. Probably the next year, I stay here for six months. Well, we're looking, looking forward to that. Yeah. So thank you for your time. Oh, Good luck coming you. up, and I oh. hope to continue training thank with you in the future. Too, thank you for having us today. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you for it. coming. I oh, appreciate thanks. it a lot. Oh. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed our first interview. 
After the break, we'll bring you our second interview with Ken Brown. Until then, enjoy our theme music produced by a fellow Ground Control Academy Jiu-Jitsu practitioner, Mickey Fortune. Side note, if you like his music, head on over to SoundCloud and enjoy some of his other work under the name O-Snap. Big shout out to Mickey Fortune. Thanks, homie. Appreciate it big time. afternoon we're at soldier fit in columbia maryland and i have the pleasure of sitting down with uh one of the busiest grapplers and instructors here in the uh, dmv hands down one of the main resources for the up-and-coming jiu-jitsu uh students and competitors in the area uh ken thank you very much so for the listeners who may not know you already uh what's your full name and give us a short explanation of how you started in martial arts and jiu-jitsu my name's kenneth brown like i have two middle names which is Burning an old Tiana, right? Okay, I don't okay. Don't ask me how to spell it. Right? <laughs> I mean, I could explain it, but like, it's not worth it. Right okay. Now. So, um, I started jiu-jitsu because, man, I, well, let me step back. I got back in the like as a kid, I did a little karate, just a little. Okay. But like for most of my from that point on, I did nothing. Like I didn't play sports, I didn't do martial arts. Uh, I wasn't very athletic. Um, I was actually pretty overweight. Okay. At one time, I was over. I, I stepped on a scale and it was 392. Wow. Um, but like when I was 25, I, I caught a marathon of the 2UF, like the second season. And I, you know, watched it. It was interesting. And I was like, man, I'm getting older, but I, I still want to learn. Still felt, still felt yeah, it, right? Like, yeah. Man, like why not now? Because I, I'm gonna regret it if I don't do it now. Okay. I already regretted the fact that I'm already an adult, and I never got back. How old were you it. at that point? I was 25. 25? Oh, were you still? You were still young, so. It's <laughs> perspective. Right? <laughs> and um, so I, I I wanted to learn how to strike. You know. Okay. Things. I was gonna ask you what what made you go uh, MMA, jujitsu, as opposed to going back to your roots of karate. Yeah. But, uh, no, like I, I was watching it too often. I was like, man, I like the top box and all the knees and elbows. Yep. Like, and I was like, man, I want to learn top box. So I, I went up on Google, the great search tool, and uh, I typed in like Maryland Thai boxing. Right? Okay. And only like the first place it came up was uh, Vault Academy. Okay. And I didn't look at anyone else. I just went out there and it was it was like an hour for me. Wow. But like when I went in, it was really a, it was a good environment. Um, I feel like they welcomed me. Yeah. Um, I had trouble in the first class. Well, at that time, I, I wasn't 392, but I was still kind of heavy. I was like, I was around 340, 350. I don't know my exact weight at that point. So um, your your experience speaks a lot to dedication, because yeah. you had an hour drive, you were committed to it. What do you think is uh, a source of, of I, we understand yours, but what do you what other sources of dedication do you see dealing with different students, different academies, different people that you meet? You mean as far as students? Man, it's, it's, it's interesting, because like, you never know, and also people change. Right. Like, you'll have someone who's like barely interested come in, and then like a few months down, they're like, oh, I gotta do everything. And then you'll have someone who's like really excited, and then they just disappear. They get that burnout, that burnout. Yeah, so yeah. it's like you can never really predict someone else's like level of dedication. You just have to 
you know, give them every resource you can to help them grow in that path. So you've come a lot of, you come across, or you've touched, uh, or trained a lot of people in the area. So I mean, I'm, I'm pretty well connected as far as yeah, absolutely, know, as absolutely. Goes. Um, trying to always expand, you know, meet more people. If we share interest in jiu-jitsu, it means we share a lot. Okay. Yeah. So do you have a home, quote unquote, home academy, or do where can people find you on the regular? Right now, I teach for Noel Smith and uh, okay. Tim Bernie. Yeah, I teach them pretty regularly, like three times a week. Um, I'm here often, Columbia. I don't teach here right now. Okay. Um, I travel a lot. You know, I try to visit. You know, fair fair amount of schools. I, I need to travel more. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I'm, I need to expand that. At least yeah. I want to expand. I'm trying to as well. Yeah, it's good. It's good to it's good to train with different people because like. No matter what the belt they are, they've gotten good at something. And it's good to get exposure to that, that thing that you might not see in normal like situations or within your home academy. Right. Right. So like, I'm a very big opponent of traveling. Awesome. Awesome. I, I agree with you 100%. I think in this area, we don't have the, the traditional, as you hear, issue of, oh, you can't train here, you can't train there. We see a lot of guys. I, I probably met you at some other, some other academy. We see a lot of guys training mixing it up open match it's very inviting so that's that's really good for the area i think that's why jiu-jitsu is growing in this particular area let's switch to a uh, competition a little bit yeah. i know you're an active competitor yeah i i've competed like heavily through all the belts i feel like i haven't competed enough with black belt wow yeah i don't think i've competed enough with black belt. it's something that i, I have as a goal to compete more at that level mm-hmm. um right now i haven't or at least under my my perspective of competing Anything plan big plan for this year? No. Like I feel like I'm probably gonna wait to do like next year. Okay. Like Europe's on the list, nice. you know, Pan Am's on the list. And uh, I'm just gonna gear up for that. What what's your favorite competition you think out there? Even if you haven't competed in it. What do you think has the best structure, format? Competitors. IBJF is, is legit okay. as far as organization. Like they they mastered the format because like they run they run a massive amount of formats every year. Yep. And it's like it seems like it's always like increasing. Do you think we could get one in the DMV? I think we should have one. I, I agree 100. percent I think but, it's ridiculous that they, they got one in Charlotte and, they, and we don't have one here. I agree. I agree. Well, that's something that we yeah they will make more work. money here. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully you know because. Generally, like New York's the closest for us. Mm-hmm. We, like I go over to New York a fair bit, but like I really don't like that trip. The trip is annoying. Yeah, it, it is rough. I mean, you have to do, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, maybe even Monday if you if you have a long day on Sunday. It's it's a full weekend. Yeah. All right. So one last thing before we before we wrap up. Uh, throughout all your competitions, who was your toughest competitor? Could be at any belt level: white belt, blue, purple. It doesn't matter. I've, I've had a lot of good like competition. Like I've had matches with Cyborg. Uh-huh. I, had ma- I had matches with uh, um, Niga. Um, you know, but the one that stuck out the most for me is like is actually happening pro ball. Cause like I went like I won the trip to Abu Dhabi as yep. a pro ball, like in my first year of pro ball, right? And I I went over there and competed in three divisions. And in every division, I had one, the same person in the first match. Oh, wow. Right? Uh, Luke Casello. 
all the matches started off differently. All the matches I had opportunities to win, but in all the matches I lost, and he, and it was the same stuff. Like he got to my back and he choked me out, like three times. It was really rough. Yeah. You know, for me, like uh, to go out there and lose that way three times in a row to the same person. And uh, I've never forgotten it. It kind of motivated me to get better. And that's one of the reasons why it's so hard. It's harder now to submit me on the back. Right. Because like. I was really annoyed. When I Have you ever seen him again? I've, n- I've never competed against him. Okay. I've seen him around. I okay. I don't know. Like, I don't know if he's still competing, but I know he's around. He's based in uh, UK. Okay. All right. That'd be interesting, right? <laughs> Get him up again. Yeah. Like I, w- I would love to have a match against him again. Um, super fight. Super fight. <laughs> man, someone could organize that match. Yeah, I would love it. Um, especially now. Yeah. Yeah, like I've had, I've big, I've big, bigger names that yep. I've gone against. Yep. But like that would be the match I would want most of all. Like just because it would be good to test myself against him now. Absolutely. You know? Yep. So. Well, thank you very much for your time. Thank you for the training today. I appreciate it. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. I remind you that those interviews are a few weeks old, and I'll be circling back with both Bruno and Ken for more in-depth discussions later on as we go through the rest of the holiday season and competition season. Find out how those guys uh, stacked up in their last two competitions that they were planning and training for and just find out how the evolution of their their training and their teaching has gone since the last time I touched base with them. Thank you for tuning in and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, Work, Play, Obsession, Life, and Jiu-Jitsu. Download our next episode. Also, feel free to visit our blog at workplayobsession.blogspot.com. There you'll find photos, videos, in-depth analysis, and more often than not, weird ramblings from yours truly. Up, until next time, keep grinding, train hard.